Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, I'm back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so going to party. Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast where we interview your favorite celebrities from film, television, comedy, entertainment, wherever pop culture hangs out. And we just turned 200 years old, well, 200 episodes, and we have a very special guest with us today. He is a legend, a comedy icon. You guys know who he is, Tommy Chong. Welcome into the show. It's great to have you here today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be on your show. Well, I am excited to talk to you because I have just a million different questions, but I want to start out with this project that you've been doing for a while um, or been involved with for, for a long time, I'm sure, is your cannabis line, which I think a lot of people are excited about, and uh, it's just one of the many things that you are doing. Tommy, if you could just kind of chat with us a little bit about what it is and how you sort of expanded your purview, I guess you could say, into your own line and that sort of thing. <laughs> well, I've, uh, I have I got in trouble selling bombs uh, back okay. in uh, 03. I ended up going to jail for nine months. Uh, and while I was there, I realized that, uh, you know, that pot and, and I are so compatible <laughs> that uh, yes. that uh, you know putting my name on some pot products wouldn't be a stretch you know and so we started off with uh, with the bongs you know which were very very successful and and uh, to the point where the we caught the eye of the government of the United States and they thought that it would be a good diversion while they did the Iraqi war uh, and so uh, but in the meantime, you know, from that time till now, uh, the scientists have come up with the um, components of uh, of mara of cannabis. Uh, I hate to call it marijuana; that's a slave name. Uh, I call it cannabis, which is the the Latin name for canna. By the way, canna is written all through the Bible. If you look at uh, if you read Bible and you come across the word canna. That is uh, cannabis. Uh, and then my, uh, you know, my personal life, I, I was, I've always been interested in bodybuilding since I was uh, 15, actually 16. Uh, and uh, I, uh, you know, got quite involved with it. I ended up coming to Gold's Gym in California uh, to work out. And uh, and there again, I found my, I ran into uh, cannabis users, which were the uh, bodybuilders, and that's the only uh, uh, substance that they would do. They wouldn't. Well, they ended up. A lot of them ended up being alcoholics, but 
while they were in training, they stayed away from everything except cannabis. Right. And so I realized how healthy it was. And then uh, because of my reputation, I, I was approached by quite a few people in, in the cannabis area, such as the, uh, the uh, Nice Dreams products this year, um, the Good Vibes and the Nice Dreams, the CBD. Yeah, is, I've used that before to sleep at night, so I'm yeah. very familiar. Oh, it's 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 excellent, and and this, by the way, is is a, a good diet uh, uh, supplement because uh, you know when you're trying to diet, you know time can move really slow, and uh, and uh, you, you start feeling like you need energy, you know, and so what this uh, this uh, good vibes. CBD, it's got a, a little bit of uh, uh, caffeine in it, I, I believe. Okay. But just a tiny Bottoms little Bottoms up. I wish and, I had one to join you. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could give it to you through the screen. But the uh, but this product, uh, the CBD, has, to, to date has been my most successful. We're in uh, stores all over America, in uh, drugstores, Walmart, uh, all sorts of uh, good good uh, venues. Um and we're working to get get it worldwide. You know, we're in, uh, I, I believe we're in France, uh, Switzerland, uh, various places. But the, see, the, the, the American war on drugs is still uh, haunting, haunting us today. Because what happened, the American government decided to pay countries to eradicate their marijuana crops. And that's going on today. That's like uh, a check that countries get regularly. Oh, yeah. Uh, and been getting regularly. Millions of dollars have been. And, and, and that's why they are so slow in uh, legalizing uh, the pot now uh, because of uh, our war on drugs. You see, what happened, it was the Peace Corps started by Schreiber and Kennedy that spread marijuana around the, the globe. That's that. Uh, it was the Peace Corps people that not only showed people how to get water for their crops, they showed them, in, uh, you know, which was growing, usually growing wild in their backyard. And so they turned a lot of very uh, knowledgeable people onto uh, the, the, the joys of, uh, of uh, cannabis. You know, and as time went by, we uh, finally got it uh, legal, thanks to uh, Sandra Gupta and uh, CNN uh, putting the, <laughs> yes. the yeah the report about the the kid that had uh, epilepsy, uh, the baby, and and it used Charlotte's Web and uh, it quit having strokes to the point where it could hug its mother for the first time in its life. Wow! So so that that enabled us to past marijuana uh, medical laws and of course that led to the mar marijuana recreational laws which to me is just a scam by the government to to try to get more money out of the marijuana users and growers uh, which uh, in a way you know we have to put up with it until we get it to the point where it's no longer considered a scheduled uh, one, 
which has no medical use whatsoever. It's such a lie. And and, and it's still on schedule one now in spite of, you know, uh, having Biden as president and, and Cory Booker and people like that trying to get marijuana illegal. Uh, we're still we're still at that that point now. And uh, but it's just a matter of time before uh, we uh, we will get it rescheduled. And then once we do that, then uh, then my product will be able to be sold. In the I, I would agree with that as joking as it might sound. It's very true. I think it's helped a lot of people get through and also been super important. I think just in dealing with the stress and anxiety of not knowing, you know, what's going to happen next. I'm very curious. I mean, obviously it's been legalized on a state by state level here in California. I mean, clearly I think Colorado was one of the first looking back. Did you ever realize, or did you ever think that it would even make it to that point to get to a place where you literally could have a delivery driver come to your house and drop off, you know, the cannabis and you could use it for mental health or stress or anxiety. No, no. To tell you the truth, no, I never thought we would ever reach the, the legal part, you know. I, I you know, because back in the day, you know, not, not too long ago, I never considered marijuana as a medicine, mm-hmm. you know, I, I until I saw that show with Sandra Gupta. Uh, you know, to me, uh, you know, I, 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 I used it myself medically, you know, to help me uh, kick the cancer, you know, and and it and it's worked. I mean, knock on wood and everything else. Uh, you know, I'm 83. I'm a cancer survivor. I'm uh, as healthy as I can be, you know, for for my age. And and more than more than anything with me, it's it's my mental uh, health. Because, uh, you know, I what what cannabis did to me, it, it steered me into a what I had known all my life, which was uh, spirituality. Uh, I was I've always been on a spiritual quest since uh, I can remember. Because when I was a, when I was a kid growing up, the only thing we could afford to to do to dress up for you know to go out was church. And uh, that was the only time, it, way back, you know, when I was six, seven years old, eight years old, that was the only time we really put on, uh, you know, good clothes, mm-hmm. you know, good shoes, good clothes to go to church. And even though, uh, you know, when you think about it, uh, you know, church, <laughs> when you worship God, <laughs> you know, really, God really as you know it doesn't care but it's a sign of respect and for me and for a lot of people a lot of uh, poor people uh the the church w- w- was our, our everything it was our community uh you know base where we met people uh our, it was our connection uh it's our um, it was everything you know and with me i was in sunday school and so i really I really enjoyed the 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 uh, Sunday school teachings, you know, for kids, because when you uh, teach religion to to children, uh, you, you transcend the dogma that that uh, you know the Pope and uh, 
in the, you know all the rituals that different denominations have in order to keep their 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 church special from any yeah. other church you see but one thing that's in, all in common is the sunday school where they're all because you can only teach children so much you know and and and, and the love and the respect that that they taught and with me uh, I, 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 I say this all the time. <clears throat> it was uh, when I went to uh, Bible camp uh, for a summer, I learned how to pray. And, and that skill is still with me now uh, because what I, what I learned, because I'm an old hand at this, you know, at this praying stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I got it down to the point where you know, there's no ritual involved. Uh, it's just a matter of, of it's my everyday uh, thought process. You know, because that's that that's really that, that that's where the power of spirituality exists. It exists in the mind, and if your thoughts are always on on a spiritual plane, uh, there are miracles <laughs> that. Uh, that happen to you and for you and you're uh, privy to uh, I mean it's it's incredible it's like having uh, you know that that that, that pass <laughs> you know they let you the backstage pass that yes. lets you that lets you go to every bit of the, the the concert area without problems you know and uh, and and that's that's what I've been trying to uh, Pass on to people when, when I do cameos and stuff like that there. Uh, because for, for a, a lot, especially a lot of intellects, uh, uh, religion is almost an embarrassment for them, you know, mm-hmm. because they, they feel, because they're, they're so intellectually, uh, uh, you know, adapt. They, they have a, they, they, well, they have this sort of, elitist outlook on people that that fall on their knees and pray you know and, and they, they look at us as we're, we're sort of like barbarians i guess or mm-hmm. or i don't know i don't know what it is hard to hard to tell but i know myself you know just with with my friends and and i, I i'm i'm very careful with it with with uh with this uh an enlightenment that I have because it's uh, it's shared by by so many many great great people but it's also it's something that you can't expose because it it, it, it you know the the truth is so simple that it that it it's it sounds childish I, I think that makes perfect sense and I love your honesty about it and I, I would imagine, though, somebody who is in your position, who's been doing this for a long time, might maybe try and catch you in a weird spot or get you to talk about something, you know, or kind of maybe lead the witness a little bit. So, I mean, you're very honest about that kind of stuff. I mean, kind of looking back at your career and everything that you and Cheech had done, and and just like the iconicness, if that's even a word, of y- you guys are legends. I mean, I, I don't know how else to say it other than 
you kind of were viral before viral was viral, <laughs> if that makes any sense. <laughs> and uh, that's so true. I, that, it's that, very that true. Is. Like Up in Smoke, I know for sure um, that movie and the album and things like that. Like when you guys were doing all of this and you were just kind of evolving and living in the time, did you, I mean, did you kind of even think about like how long this would last? Like this legacy of spirituality and just your authority on cannabis and all. I mean, I mean, could you have imagined it at all? I mean, when you look back on it now, or is it just all awe inspiring even to this day, again, being viral before viral even existed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you know, nothing spreads faster than a good joke. Right. You know, a good joke. You talk about viral. When you hear a good joke, next thing you know, it's around the planet. I mean, literally around the planet. Boom, 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 boom. That's what it is. And and if you look at TikTok or you look at what's going viral now, it, it, usually it's just tiny little tidbits of truth that, that just catches everybody. Because the great thing about truth, it, it's, it's like, a, well, truth is godliness. Right. The, the truth itself. Because the truth will evolve. I mean, the truth doesn't change. Uh, it, it's always there. Like the sun. Or, or, or the or the planets, you know. I mean, yeah, they're going to change in time, but uh, but right now, as far as we're concerned, that that that's part of eternity, you know. And and <laughs> yeah, I, I I know I know the feeling. The the, the truth was, I, I I I went from you know it's like climbing up a mountain. You know, you can envision yourself, you can see yourself at the top of the mountain. But that's not going to get you there. What's going to get you there is one step at a time, one step at a time. And you're going to go through all sorts of different terrains. And sometimes it's going to be easy. Sometimes it's going to be hard, which is life itself. In fact, that was the, I only made it to grade 10. Uh, no, I, 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 I passed grade 10 and I was trying to get uh, 11 and I dropped out. I couldn't make it. But they got my picture up there on the, you know, in Crescent Heights High School because I ended up being one of the most famous guys to come out of that school, mm-hmm. and and so so they got there. So so when I was in school, I was trying to learn what they were trying to teach me, you know, because uh, you know how we are in school. If you get a good education, you get a good job, and you have a good life, and blah blah blah. That whole thing, you know. Uh, for for a lot of us, I, I was from a laborer class, and mm-hmm. so it was like, uh, well, you go to school until uh, you get too big, and then you got to get a job. <laughs> you know, you can get like to, to my class, uh, school was like a, a luxury. You know that that well, rich kids can afford, but poor people, no, you, you're you're too big. You got to get a job. There's too many jobs for you to get, and so I. I uh, I, you know, I, I wasn't in, in, in into that intellectual area, but I read books and I could play music. And then I also, you know, went, was very curious about, about the spiritual side of life. But music was what really what, is what 
saved me and, and uh, brought me to, to the point I'm at now. For instance, the reason I could do movies is that that was the only entertainment I had when I was growing up, go to movies. And so I seen movies from the beginning, from the early 40s. Uh, that's when I started going to movies when I was a kid, you know, a kid. I was, uh, so I saw all the, I saw the advent of the movie theater itself, you know, where at one time a movie theater was the hub of all entertainment in that city in Calgary to the point where the mayor had a, a box seat in, in, in the movie theater itself. And, uh, and they had a, a, a drawing on stage they would stop, the, not stop, but they would, in between films, they would come out and, and have a drawing. When you bought a ticket, you, you could win a prize if they drew your ticket out. And the prize usually was more movies. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you get to see more movies. Uh, so I, so I, I grew up really literally in a movie uh, theater environment. <clears throat> and... Uh, and so when it came time to make a movies, it was quite simple, you know, because I knew exactly uh, what I wanted to see on screen, what I wanted to do, you know, especially with Cheech and I, you know. And, and so and, and there was always that guidance with the spiritual world, you know, the, that would help me along. You know, there's been time in my life where I literally had the power direct my hand to a book in a bookstore and i've taken that book out and you know studied it read it to, to this day so so everything i've done you know records uh, you know live shows movies television uh, this what we're doing now podcasts you know it was all because I, I've been gifted w with messages that need to get out, that people need to hear, they need to see. For instance, the, uh, uh, the Up in Smoke movie. Up in Smoke movie started out as a, uh, well, with me, I wrote a movie called Jack and the Weed Star. <laughs> <laughs> and it was about uh, Cheech and Chong ending up with, with trying to go to a concert, they end up, uh, the Chong has sold all the weed. <laughs> no, he sold the tickets. He traded the tickets for some weed and he never even got weed. He just got seeds. And so <laughs> then he, he planted the seeds and next thing you know, the next day we got this giant marijuana plant that grows up in the sky. And of course we see the giant and everything else. Well, that was the movie I wrote. Well, when, Cheech and uh, Lou Adler, our uh, producer, record producer, uh, heard that I wanted to do a movie. Okay, let's start from scratch. You know, they didn't even look at my movie. It, you know that message of how uh, uh, how we're all here for a reason. It was was so important for me to get out that that that's what Up and Smoke became, and uh, even though like Lou would try to get us to do our record bits, which we did. In, in quite a bit, you know, like Stadenko was a record bit, you know, Sergeant Stadenko. And uh, and uh, there's a few record bits that we put in there, you know. But for the most part, the real Latino 
you know, the, the, the beautiful Latino, the, the happy, uh, you know, big heart Latino that had, that his cousin could cut his hair and, and he tried to have an old uh, raggedy ass car as a low rider, you know, <laughs> and, and, and the Jewish kid that grew up in his parents, he still won't get a job. He's 40 years old. He, he still hasn't got a job. He just, <laughs> he's playing drums and he's driving a Volkswagen with a, with a Rolls Royce uh, grill on it. You know, I just wanted those guys to be the heroes and, and they are. Yes. And, 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 and that, that's what I accomplished. Now, did I know that it was going to change uh, the, the, the trajectory? I know what it did. I added it. I added to the mix. Because if there would be up and smoke, somewhere along the line, someone was going to make up and smoke. Wow. I mean, such iconic stories. And there's the cannabis line. And we actually had your daughter on last year to talk about her career, Precious. That was a fantastic mm. conversation. And uh, it's a family business for sure. I mean, it's just incredible everything that you've done and just all the movies and the comedy albums and really pioneered what a comedy group or duo could possibly look like. Um, I know there have been a lot of things that have come and gone since then, but I have to be honest, nothing has, you know, compared to what you guys did. And uh, it's fantastic. And, and I think really a piece of Americana history, you know, and all of it just kind of intertwines together. Tommy, it's been an honor chatting with you today. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots. Roll out. Go home.